This, this is Brock and Saul. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Back in points from 6 to 10. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. You know, there's a saying in football, Stretchy. Matt Stretch Johnson. <laughs> there's a football and saying that the eye in the sky doesn't lie. Never. The film doesn't lie. Never. And the nice thing about the text toy that's sitting there right in front of you, that's kind of like the eye in the sky. It gives you some pretty instant feedback. You got to be careful, right? It just because, yeah. and, and for the same reason. And by the way, do we have Jerry Depoto, uh, Mora, and Justin? Let me let me know when we have them. Not just yet. Okay, so um, Sulk's not here. He's like, no, nah, I want to do it with Sulk. <laughs> I miss Michael. Yes. yes. Yeah. And the other adage in film is, it's never as good as you think it is, and it's never as bad. I remember playing a preseason game, actually the opening of then Century Link Stadium, and I was with the Colts, Matt, and I came back. And I was like, oh, man, this is going to be crazy. And I don't even know what I'm calling. I don't know the plays. I know the Seahawks system so much better. And it was like the game of my life. Like everything that went right, guys were open. Guys were making plays. I get to run in a touchdown. Like it was just awesome. And I'm sitting on the plane and the bus. I'm like, I can't wait. I can't wait to get back and watch that tape. And I watch I'm like, oh, that really wasn't that good. Like, no. man, that was a great catch by Troy. And I kind of missed that throw. And, well, what about It's never as good as you think it is, never as bad. And that's kind of the text toy, too. But someone did nail it, Mora. That text that's from someone about me running the show because – I've said before that Salk runs the show, and then I just get to run around in it, and I really don't love running the show. What, what, did, what did the text say about me trying to run the show right now? It's like I'm on the rumble road. Uh, Brock has been driving the show with the tires on the rumble strips. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Very, uh, uh, very uncomfortable. Well, no, I, I would go with it's not as bad as you think it is. It's bad, but it's not as bad as you think it is. <laughs> yes, I appreciate Th- that. That is an old radio adage also. You're just like, oh, my God, that's the worst game I've ever called. And it's yep. never as bad as you think it is. Yeah. Well, it's pretty cool for Jerry Depoto. We've got uh, some great baseball coming up, a four-game set in Houston that I honestly would think is one of those that's clarifying. You know, it is challenging, but it does show you when you face a really good team, especially in their building, exactly what you are, as these last two series have. And here, in fact, is Jerry DePoto joining us. The Jerry DePoto Show, presented by Seattle Pump and Equipment on Seattle Sports. Well, Jerry, it's been a little better week than the last couple weeks jumping aboard. I know these doggone Wednesdays, these these Wednesdays, every Wednesday, I'm like, come on, come on, just find a way to win on Wednesday because Jerry's joining us on Thursday. But it's been a great week, a couple series wins against some very, very good baseball team. From your perspective, take me into the last six, seven days of baseball that you've watched your team play. I, I think we've played great, honestly. It's uh, both the Rays series and, and here coming out of the, the slash Giants series. It's We've done the things that we needed to do to, to get back on track. We're playing better offense. We're, we're finding ways to, to score runs, and, and it's it's a positive step. Jerry, take us through the Chris Flexen trade. And, and what was not only your goal, but talk us, you know, how it how, – uh, how it kind of came about and and your goal and what kind of flexibility it might've given you in the end run. Yeah. I mean, you make trades for a lot of different reasons. In in this case, uh, some combination of Chris was, it was an opportunity to find him an opportunity and whatever that meant. And we've, we discussed with 29 other teams, the potential for, for finding that, you know, uh, ultimately, what we did with the with the Mets is we we attached Trevor Gott 
this is sometimes you make trades for you know the the benefit of what's happening on the field sometimes you make trades for the benefit of what's happening on the business and it was more of a business decision than a than a talent decision and we made that it's a it's 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 a trade that we would make over and over and you know trevor did a good job for us you know chris for two years was one of the most productive pitchers we had this was not one of those years and and we made a decision that we thought was smart for the future of the organization if the uh, trade line's been warming up a little bit the phone conversation's getting a little busier or is it just all draft and draft talk right now you know we're not really there yet it's mostly draft talk and you know we talked about this last week we are dead in draft talk. It's it's 10 hours a day talking through how these players line up for us, and it's 29 other teams doing the right thing. And the closer we get to the, the start of the draft, which is this coming Sunday, the the more prominent that becomes. So, you know, not uh, not shockingly, we are with three first-round picks. We're, we're dialed in. This is what we're doing right now, and, and the other teams are in the same boat. And about next Thursday, we'll we'll start really humming on what's happening as far as the trade deadline. When it comes to this draft, Jerry, a couple questions. You know, the NFL draft seems to be about a three month process that they through the combine and pre draft workouts and everything have just kind of dominated so much of the marketing leading up to that draft. And we have a whole month that's called lying season, right? All they do is you know lie and and try to manipulate that thing. It doesn't feel like the MLB draft works in that same kind of manner. And I don't know if it's more oh, I don't know, collegial between the general managers as, as you work into that draft. Can you kind of take me behind the scenes of, of how well you feel like this first round is going to go come Sunday? You know, it's, it's funny. We had an opportunity when, when we were in New York. Uh, so this is now about 10 days ago. When, when we were in New York, we had an opportunity to go visit with the Brooklyn Nets and, and get a feel for how they executed the draft, much different style of draft. It's a couple of rounds, two rounds, you know, it's not what we do in 20, which is a very shortened version of what we historically have done. But, you know, the major league draft, the major league baseball draft is very different. Uh, You know, it's the only draft that happens while a live season is going on among the major sports. You know, we are, we are watching, you know, both college high school players and we're, kind of coupling that with what we do internationally and it's we're not allowed to trade draft picks outside of a very small number of of compensatory picks that are able to be traded but it's a it's it's unique in the draft space and you know i i wish i knew <laughs> why the other leagues were able to simplify the, the the thing that we are not able to simplify but it's a very complicated process and and we we don't communicate with other teams very uh, openly on what we're doing in the draft. There, there are no trades. It's not moving up and down in the draft, right. and it's a it's a very secretive process. And I and I think that's you know it's something we enjoy. It's it's I've said it before. It's the most enjoyable thing that we do uh, every year. Uh, from and and this is you know through the course of the the, the major league calendar. I love the draft. It, it's an opportunity to add talent. It's it's our scouts do a phenomenal job of of churning up interesting names to talk about, not just for our first picks, but for the picks that come after. And I'm really looking looking forward to this year's. Hey, speaking of baseball in the process, help me understand why you guys had to play a night game last night. Is is there some rhyme or reason to why the guys had to get in at four in the morning in Houston today? 
Uh, because that's what the schedule makers and the Giants said we had to do. And, you know, it's it's as simple as that. We're, I think our guys landed in Houston about two hours ago. And yeah. this is, you know, and it, it is, it, it's something that we have to be aware of, not just for, you know, how we will we'll handle today's game, but from a high performance standpoint, how the guys are going to show up for the next couple of days. You know, I mean, they're, it's, they, they just got off a plane. They flew through the night. We're going to check into a hotel when the sun is coming up and then, and then go over to the ballpark and play a game. And, you know, not the, the most ideal of, of, you know, scenarios, but they'll do it. They, they've done it yeah. before. And, you know, in this one, it's, it's one of the, 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 I guess, penalties for playing in the West with a team. And, and this is with the Giants, you know, with a team that, that does very well at the gates. And uh, it's a, when you play night games, you are more likely to put people in the seats than you are with a, with a day game. And, and the Giants did. They put people in the seats last night. Jerry DePoto here with us. Matt Stretch Johnson filling in for Salk today. Um, talk to me about this upcoming series. You get 10 more cracks at the Astros, four of them here, an awfully big four before heading into the draft and the All-Star game, which we'll get to. Preview this series for me from your perspective, Jerry. You know, and it's the, the Astros have been incredibly difficult for us, especially in Houston over the course of you know, my time here with the Mariners. And, and I think the, the, this is, this dates back to, you know, as, as closely as, as the postseason last year. We, we have, we have not had an easy time in Minute Maid Park and, you know, we'll go in there this series. We are, we're playing well. And, you know, regardless of whatever overall record is and, and theirs, we're playing well. They're also playing well. They've been on a bit of a heater. They've, they've been winning a lot. And this is a little bit of a different Astros team than, than maybe what we faced over the course of the last half dozen years. And you now we've, this is, it's an opportunity for us to, to make up some ground. We've, I think we've done, uh, what we needed to do to put ourselves in position to go into the break feeling good. And you know, now we've got four games with one of the best teams in the league, the, the defending world champs. They, they do the things that, that they always do. They put themselves in a good spot to win. And, and for us, it's about coming out and having a good start. And, and this is, we are in uh, a position to, to make a difference and hopefully we, we make it worthwhile. Jerry switching to a little bit of the fun part of this game. I know you're packed with, the draft preparation, but you get to show off your ballpark. I think it's top three ballpark in, in, in the league. I mean, it's just beautiful. The city, the timing of this, one of the best cities in, in July. Talk about the excitement and all the work, obviously, behind the scenes that your group is doing, your organizations working with MLB to pull this off. But how excited are you to show off your organization, ballpark, and city here this next week? Yeah, you know, I agree with you on our ballpark, this city. Uh, we've been right now for the last week. We've been stationed over at Lemon Field, which is where we're conducting our draft meetings as as Major League Baseball effectively just takes over T-Mobile Park and and starts creating the the All Star festivities, the the All Star Week in combination with our front office staff. And you know, we're watching out the window as Play Ball Park goes up and it is phenomenal what is what happens in such a short amount of time roughly they built a city inside of lumen field in about 48 hours but you know the 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 mlb all-star game the associated festivities the 
you know, it's now turned into a week long event and it's awesome to, to, to be able to, to see this pop up around us, to show off our park. You know, I, I think there's never, we had last night, we had our, our scouts and, and the, the, the scouting group over to, to the house here to go through, uh, yeah, just to have a little fun, de- disconnect from the, the, the draft meetings and just enjoy a night. And we, we did that. And it's, one of our scouts looked up and said, my God, the weather here is always so beautiful. And I said, yeah, <laughs> this is, you know, it's that time of year. And, and this is the time to show off Seattle. And, you know, if, if you are going to, to ever, you know, put together a pamphlet for visiting Seattle, this is that time. It's, it's July in Seattle, gorgeous weather, beautiful ballpark. You know, I, and, and I hope over the course of the next you know, four days in, in Houston, we do put together a nice little run to, to help everybody feel great about where our baseball team's at and, and what our baseball season looks like. How about the importance of having three Mariners represented and not just Luis? Uh, you know, I think it was really cool. I, I got a phone call from, from people at the league not too long ago and you know, talking about the, the additions. We had a feeling, and I, and I think you probably heard it my voice over the last couple of weeks, that that. At, one of the new developments in, in the Major League Baseball All-Star experience is that occasionally, you know, there are going to be players that either, you know, can't play due to injury or they've been, you know, they've been knocked out of the game because a starting pitcher isn't timed up and can't pitch. And, and we were fortunate enough to receive a call from the league and, and ask about Julio and about George. And, and I thought we had a chance to, to add a couple extra guys. And, and in this particular case, not just the, not just simply the players and what they've accomplished in the first half of the season, but what they mean to our organization, you know, from a scouting and development standpoint, these are, they're Mariners. They're, they're young players who were identified by our scouting group, who came through our player development system, who elevated to the big leagues and, you know, now in Julio's case, a two-time All-Star, George's first opportunity. George is the first player that that we, you know, and I say we, you know, the scouting group that 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 we are operating with right now uh, over these course of the last, you know, seven years with Scott Hunter and our group, the first player that we have identified, developed, and and put in the big leagues who's made it to an All-Star game. That's meaningful. You know, it's a, it's an organizational moment, and I'm I'm thrilled for it. Just and. And I'm thrilled for for the world to get to cheer when they get up on the line with their yeah with as representatives of the Mariners in the gorgeous weather at that beautiful ballpark, et cetera, and so on. It's 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 a great organizational moment, in my opinion. Can you clarify that for me, Jerry? The difference between George making it and Julio, because you identified, didn't you? Your crew identify Julio as well. They did. It's two different departments, you know. And right now we are with our amateur scouting department, which is you know it is roughly. I'm going to call it about 60 people uh, that that across the, the calendar year put together our amateur draft, which will again it starts on Sunday. You know, 20 rounds you're going to draft players. On the international side, these are players that you identify, and we've talked about this before. When they're very very young, and and we've known Julio since he was 15, and 15 going on 16 years old, and you know, the our scouting people. It, track these players they scout them they evaluate them and they get to know them you know we meet them we we do meetings to find out what their what their makeup character is like but they fall in two different buckets one is our international group 
who, who operate globally. One is our domestic group who operate just over the, you know, the 50 states in Canada. Yeah, and each of, of the players came from, from one of those two different centers. But gotcha. both have come through our system, and we're thrilled for it. If I would have told you, I don't know, some 10 years ago, Jerry, if you jumped on this show and, and we had a conversation, I said to you, Jerry, in 2023, you were going to see four, 80% of your big league rotation, 80% is going to be 26 and under and put together some of the sickest stuff in the league. Would you have believed that in this day and age or this time you could have this young staff doing what your crew is doing? It was always the dream, you know, and it's right now it's happening. Uh, I, I would tell you that that probably results in us winning for a long time it is the the easy part. And, you know, we're thrilled with the, the group that we have. We've, you know, what we do as a team is largely linked to the, the quality of our starting rotation and, and even our overall pitching staff, you know, up and down our, our pitching staff. But, uh, the the rotation has always been an area of focus. We've we we build around it, and and I think we will continue to build around it. And it's for us to be a, a playoff, a World Series, a contending type of team. I, I think it always comes back to how good you're starting pitching, because our ballpark is conducive to to pitching. Honestly, it's it's conducive over the course of an 81 game home schedule the better your pitching is the better you're going to be and and we tend to behave that way i would i i hope there are more that are coming down the road we've had a very fortunate run in terms of the the pipeline delivering us pitchers who are who are not just good but really good and and in some cases like george now all-star quality so uh you know it's 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 how we build ourselves it's how we will continue to be built and and it's something we take a great yeah, I, we focus greatly on. Well, you are uh, great in giving us a bunch of time. I, I do want to give you a, a little bit of a break and let you get back to all the work that's ahead of you. Just two quick injury questions for you. Any update on Marco at all? Nothing. Yeah, I wish I could provide anything. You know, it's, we're still in the same mode, which is you know, wait until we get to the end of this this rehab process. He's not yet progressed to a mound. Uh, which doesn't really give us much in the way of a timeline as to when he'll return. So uh, it's a, it's wait and see on Marco. And then Bryce, and we saw the bleeding blister, and he goes on the IL, and a nice uh, spot start from Tommy last night. Any update on Bryce and what that's going to look timing-wise coming out of the break? Yeah, you know, Bryce, is that we don't think that's a big issue to deal with. We had the, I, I want to call it an opportunity. The, the all-star break was buffered against this series. Yeah, coming up in Houston, um, essentially skipping this last start with Bryce, which was last night, would be the last start that he would make in the first half. And, and you know, it is a bad blister. It's puffy. It's painful. You know, he was not able to, to play catch for the first couple of days after his last start. And we thought it best just to skip this start and the combination of being wise with a young pitcher who needs to be at full tilt before he gets back there on the mound. You know, and then coupling that with the all-star break, which allowed us by skipping one start to take two weeks off for Bryce Miller and really only miss one start. Yeah, the, the goal is that unless something goes wrong with the, the rehab process on what we think is a very mild concern, that we will see him on the other side in a start versus Detroit when we get past the all-star break. I appreciate it, Jerry. Always generous with your time, and especially now it's such a busy time with the with the world of baseball coming to our beautiful city. So, uh, thank you as always. We appreciate it. Hopefully, a great series in Houston, as you said, can end this first half on a positive note as well and build the momentum. And we'll look forward to chat next Thursday, man. Thank you.
You got it, guys.